Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. Tennessee just sounds perfect, whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee, sounds perfect. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Yeah, absolutely no one. I know this. Get this, Nair. Yes, Nair, the OG, has leveled up. They've got these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell absolutely amazing. I know this is not the smell that you're thinking of from the 90s when your mom first pulled this out for you. These smells will light up your bathroom, honestly. They'll make your shower experience better. It smells like a spa, actually. Oh, yeah. And how do you know this? Well, I just, I mean, Nair's in the household. So anytime Nair's used, it smells like a spa. You probably don't even know what it does. It takes hair away. (laughs) It works in as little as three minutes. You don't have to bother with nicks, cuts, shaves, and the smooth lasts so much longer than shaving. You're also not going to have to deal with any of those shave bumps or anything like that because the bumps are just as annoying as the nicks, right? Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all the nasty chemicals like phthalates and sulfates. You can feel good about what you're putting on your skin and you could have a little bit of a me time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. And as Ben, Ben smelled for himself and he likes it. It's Ben approved. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. 
It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Hey guys, welcome to the Almost Famous Podcast. Uh, A joy to be back with you this week. Unfortunately, Ben had to take the week off. He's on a trip. So I have maybe the greatest co-host filling in for him I could possibly ask for. It is Lauren Zima, who you know as an entertainment correspondent from Entertainment Tonight. She has, she hosts and produces the most popular segment, I think, on their YouTube, Roses and Rosé. And Roses and Rosé airs on broadcast TV and YouTube, by the way. So Lauren interviews so many celebrities, A-list, but her specialty, her real niche is when it comes to past, present, and future contestants on the Bachelor franchise. And we must note that she's also Chris Harrison's girlfriend of two and a half years. Everyone, welcome Lauren Zima, my friend. So glad you're here. Oh, Ms. Ashley Iaconetti, icon, beloved bachelor industry veteran, also media maven. I just feel like I need to give you some props back after what was just the best intro I've ever gotten. Thank you so much. I couldn't be happier to be here. I feel like so lucky because I've never been on you and Ben's amazing podcast before. And now I get to come in and guest co-host with you. This is a dream and a half. I recognize that today that you had never been on this podcast and I was like that's so weird because we've talked to Chris multiple times about you but you are one of my favorite people to watch recap you are honest but never in a mean way so I I love I love how tasteful you're able to make fun of the show (laughs) well thank you that's what I always think right I'm I'm not a a hate watcher I don't know I I feel like the core of all the recapping and reviewing we all do is like, we love the show, right? Like, I don't understand. There are some people who I feel like just want to totally hate on it. And I sort of think, well, then why are you watching the show? Um, Like the best thing to me is to have fun with it, but not make mean fun of it. So thank you for saying that. That's the tone that I try to strike. I completely agree. Okay. So I want to jump into the Bachelorette recap right now. Uh, We heard from you fans that you guys want the recap above headlines. So that's what we're going to do from now on. Let's start with the first scene. It's the cliffhanger resuming. We have Bennett versus Noah. Who were you rooting for during this, Lauren? Oh my gosh. Well, I had loved Bennett pretty much the whole season. I know, right? Yes, I was a big fan, you know, a BB, big Bennett fan. And then I had turned on him this last episode because I felt like he was just getting a little too harsh with Noah and that it wasn't coming from like a grounded place. I, I didn't understand what the real issues with Noah were. And I did not think it was coming from a helpful place, Bennett. So let's take the spa water, drink a little more and make sure we're making good choices. Um, so, but in this moment, I'll be honest, I just was thinking, Tasha, send them both home. I don't That's think what I a real thought connection. was going to happen. Is that what you predicted? What, what, what did you want to happen? Well, I thought that was going to happen. I thought that would probably be like the smartest decision. However, I do feel like she has a connection with Noah We've had good moments with Noah, especially in that mustache shaving episode. 
I haven't really felt any chemistry with her and Bennett. I think Bennett has been great TV, super entertaining for us, has had glimmers of coming out of his shell slash caricature, but has never really gotten there. And you're right, the character got a little old in the past week or so because it was all funny until we realized we're like, wait, I think he's funny because he's so self-aware. Oh, wait, shit. Is he not self-aware at all? It's the old school phrase, Bennett jumped the shark, I think. Yeah. It went mm-hmm. too far. Now, all that being said, I still hope and pray to see him, you know, hopefully if, if things don't work out with Tasha, which I I, I don't predict. <laughs> there's, <laughs> you know, there, there's any, obviously, coming back from here. But um, I, I do hope to see him on Paradise. I I think with Tasha, you can really see that she... Like, I, I felt like she was cringing a little bit every time Bennett went in for a kiss. I agree mm-hmm, the physical mm-hmm. chemistry is not there. And then with Noah, I feel the physical chemistry is mm-hmm. more there, but the emotional wasn't. So that's why I thought send them both home. But I think the thing about Tasha is, and probably why we're seeing these guys seem to fall so hard for her, is that she's just great to be around. So it's almost, I don't know, I, I was reminded a bit of both of them, actually, with both of them, of watching Tasha with JPJ. Like I always yeah, felt like I, I kind of agree. Day. You know, like like you knew that she thought he was funny and that maybe she thought he was cute, but you didn't sense a long term. Noah reminds me a lot of that, yeah. Yeah. And and like Bennett too, but in a different way. And I, I do think Tasha's also kind of so nice that she would give someone maybe more chances than they might deserve. Like I'm not saying she doesn't like she tells people how she feels, but she's she also is like, I'll give you a second chance, mm-hmm. you know? Like I, when she told Noah, and the thing is, once she told Noah, you're going to stick around for the rose ceremony, I was sort of thinking, well, she can't send him home then. Like, I know. Kind of- that was a dead giveaway to us that that he was going to stick around. Right. And then when you kind of looked at the other guys to be sent home, you're like, okay, I guess if I compare the chemistry between her and Noah and like her and Damar, Ed, uh, I understand. Now, yeah. now, what I thought was wacky was the fact that Blake stuck around, but we could talk about that later. Oh my gosh, why did I just blank on who Blake is? Blake on Blake? He's the one that has the beard all around his jaw. Oh my God, Blake! (laughs) (laughs) We're still in this place sometimes where I do feel we're getting to know these guys better, but yeah, there are some episodes where we're still like not seeing a lot of like, oh my gosh, I forgot Blake's still here. That means Blake shouldn't be here. If by this exactly. point I was exactly, it was bizarre. Yeah. And then we saw Spencer leave before him too, and we know that they had an early connection, but well, that didn't really develop. But anyway, let's we'll talk about the rose ceremony in a second. I do want to talk about how Tasha, you know, pulls Bennett aside. She says that she feels like she's in a hard place. She asked Bennett if like if he's questioning her integrity, she's so articulate mm-hmm. in these moments. I'm like, ah, I wish I was you. And then she says that she doesn't, ha- that he doesn't have the right to tell anyone uh, that who she's going to end up with, that she's going to end up like, you know, because he said there was 0% chance of Noah ending up with her in the end. So she's like, you don't have the right to say that, but it apologizes. Right. But then she says that there's just like too much drama around him that she feels like he's condescending. You know, there's that, oh my God, cringe alert when he starts talking about the four components of EQ, oh. emotional intelligence. Can we get him and Taylor Nolan together? Um, I don't was, want anybody oof. to quote Bennett on that. Nothing about that felt emotional, um, intelligent, correct. emotionally no. intelligent. No. I was like, I don't know where he got this from. I, if he's trying to quote that book he has, I don't think he's doing it right. Kids, do not turn to this moment on The Bachelorette <laughs> for your accurate information on emotional intelligence and maturity. 
I also felt like, how did you feel about the criticism of Noah period? Like, I think in this episode, Noah said something like age doesn't mean maturity. And I totally agree. And I'm not sitting here singing Noah's praises, but do you think he's as immature as Bennett is acting like he is? No, we're weeks beyond wherever that Uh moment that Bennett started name calling him immature. And I can't even remember what did it even branch from? Uh, That's my thing. I have felt like with this fight, I don't even know what it's about. And I kind of felt that way also with like the Chase and an Ed fight. Oh, of course. I I don't know if we're missing some plot points, but I didn't understand. Lauren, I really think that they had no drama. Like, I think these guys got along really well. I think that Tasha wasn't creating any drama by making like questionable decisions like we saw with Peter last season. And I just think that Mm -hmm. there wasn't. And they were just kind of like pulling at straws and any little tension they really exploited. I don't disagree with that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, look, I think that. I think what we are missing is like the playful drama. We're getting a lot of really real reveals. And there were even more in this episode from Ben, but like people talking about really real issues. And I think that's so powerful Mm -hmm. to share on TV and to normalize for people watching at home. And it seems silly next to those conversations to have drama that seems to have no uh, substance. It does, but I I think it's between a rock and a hard place because also at the same time, What's the show we know and love? It's The Bachelorette and The Bachelor. You know, I I love when the show will give you, um, give the viewers a a moment that makes them think because it's given to them in this like digested way where we're watching this, you know, silly reality show. And then, oh wait, we've kind of like reflected for a minute and had our eyes open to something. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we love this silly reality show. So I understand why there, it's like, we've got to give people something. You know what I mean? Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. It would be because weird if we didn't have any sort of arguments. I feel like we've gone from, I keep saying this from one extreme to the other. Claire and Dale was like the most insane drama ever edge of my seat. Like what is happening? And then now we've gone to like the most real stuff. And yet I, I will be honest. I'm missing Claire and Dale. So I, love do. oh, I, I don't miss, miss yeah. that section of the season at all. I live for Tasha's side. And it's so funny. Oh, I because love Tasha, I think but I miss Claire and Dale. Really? Oh, I'm like soaking in these episodes. That's so interesting. Okay. Well, let's get back to Noah and Tasha's little one-on-one sesh. She says that she's confused because there's been like so much drama surrounding Noah now. And he hates the fact that he's the center of drama, which of course everyone says that. Who's ever been like, oh, I love being the center of drama. (laughs) And then Noah um, talks about how Bennett was talking down to people, the gift that was so condescending. Um, he gets a little Bizarre. bit emotional and like he says that he wants Tasha to make her own decisions. She ends up deciding that Bennett is the one that's going to go. She sends him home. He's like shocked, which I don't know how he's shocked. And then she comes back and don't you love this moment when she goes, don't you be smiling? <laughs> like you're not in the clear. I know. Hey, look. Tasha is, she does set standards with all of these men, like standards that they need to meet in her conversations with them, which I love seeing. 
And I thought Bennett's exit was good. I'll give him that. He's like, I'm so sorry if that came across that way. He did have a mature moment of just owning anything. Mm-hmm. And I might've also missed this, but I didn't really sense that he was questioning Tasha's integrity. I did understand where she was coming from, that she was saying, you know, you don't like make the decisions. For yeah. Me. Yeah. But I thought Bennett gave a, a solid exit. He, he apologized. And uh, Noah seemed to be just totally befuddled on how he'd arrived in his current state. <laughs> I know, right? I know, but it was it was funny. I I love I just love the way she said that. He was like, "Oh, oh, okay." I know. Uh, well, you know, while we're talking about Bennett, let's fast forward to the end of the episode because it just kind of continue this storyline. Bennett comes back, and I was like mind boggled. First off, do you remember a couple weeks ago when there were rumors that her husband was going to make an appearance on this season? There was like TikToks oh, yes, floating around that his that voice, uh, the video, subtitle, yes. yeah. So I thought she was going to open that fence door or whatever that was and see her husband there. But then it was Bennett. So I was shocked for multiple reasons. And then it just unfolds to be like the weirdest thing that I've seen Tasha do in the past couple of weeks or like the most questionable because one, we, we never really felt chemistry between her and Bennett. But now she's believing that he loves her and she's even considering bringing him back. And especially at a week where she's deciding who her top four hometown dates are going to be. What do you feel like was behind this decision? I think I go back to what I said before, where it just seems like Tasha is a nice second chance giving person. And, and I sort of wonder if she just was too kind to, in the moment, tell someone who just said, I love you. No, goodbye. Um, maybe, or maybe we are missing something huge from his storyline. Maybe I don't like to bring up edit, but perhaps there's more chemistry there, more connection that we're not seeing. And because he's such a caricature that it's like just funnier and more polarizing to keep him looking like a caricature without any emotion. It's the only thing that I can come up with. If this was like a couple of weeks ago and she was going to let him join like the 10 remaining men sure but the week that she's trying to limit it down to four just seems bizarre she also says she's like i was planning on giving you that rose so she was planning on him being in her top how many left six or seven interesting i know that was interesting for her to hear her say she didn't she wasn't going to send him home that night but you know sometimes i wonder about do you ever like date someone for a while because it seems like it should work and you know ultimately you have to face that like as much as this person on paper seems great like it's just not there you know yeah yeah i get it yeah (laughs) i'm like maybe that's it with bennett he's this guy who's mid-30s obviously has a great education so he must be smart even though you know what i never got to ask you about this he didn't really get all those answers wrong on you and jared's school date so he must have been getting the same amount of questions wrong as the other guys for it not to stand out to us and we just saw the questions and answers that he got wrong i'm like how is boo getting this wrong we went to harvard i just don't believe it i had very i had major uh skepticism but I, you know, so he's educated. He's, uh, you know, he, he dresses well. He's handsome. He's kind. He re- he does respond at least to Tasha pretty maturely, except for this Noah thing. And I sort of wonder if he's a guy, like, is she and has she kept him around thinking, this guy seems great, and yet she really knows the connection isn't there somewhere, 
you know, and she, is she wondering if it will develop, if the spark will come, if she just gives it more time? Mm, no, I don't think so. <laughs> oh, okay. So what you, you think there's a big piece missing in their relationship that we haven't seen on, on the show. It's the only excuse because if we were to go with the theory that you just gave, which is a great theory, but like, look at what she did last week with easy. She was having a great time with easy. Easy was creating no drama. Um, but then the second he said, I love you. She was like, goodbye. Yeah, but I don't know. I hadn't, I felt like I hadn't seen her in easy talk that much. I'd seen Bennett more like, you know, promise things he was going to give to her, like that proposal he gave her on that scab. That was one of his glimmers. Yes. So I I felt like I'd seen more from Bennett and between her and Bennett than with easy and her easy said when easy said that to me, I felt like where is this even coming from well, this? Honestly, yeah. I felt like, even though I'd loved watching easy, I, I felt as though he was just saying that. Cause he thought that's what you say on this show. Well, that's what I thought that Bennett was doing when he came back. No, Bennett, I think is caught up. I, I believe Bennett's okay, kind of caught, up, caught up. Okay. So that's I where I wanted to go from here. I think that he's a Harvard man, handsome Harvard man, uh, has a great job. I feel like women are probably after him all the time, even though he doesn't seem to have his emotional intelligence like down so well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this woman, so stunning, so smart herself, denies him and picks like other men over him i feel like he's having this like shook moment and he's falling in love in that way that like you can't have the you you can't you want what you can't have yeah right we all want what we can't have it's the oldest trick in the book yeah exactly that's how i married today I, I believe in, I think you got to play a little game in the beginning too, you know, keep people on their toes. That's what you got to do. Mm-hmm. I will say some of the stuff that Bennett said when he returned, I had seen a lot of people compare Bennett to a uh, Christian Bale's American psycho character. I mean, yeah. I don't and, want to toot my own horn, but I do believe I was one of the first people to say that publicly. And I'm like, well, guys, the nonviolent kind, I just want to make sure. Right, 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 right. Just again, the caricature. For the first time, it was just like the way he was talking when he came back and some of the things he was saying, like in this tone, he was coming in. I mean, I was laughing. I, it was great TV. He's coming in. He's like, can I come in? Oh, it smells amazing in here. Yeah, yeah. I know. I'm so happy to see you. I was like, what is happening? I know. I know. <laughs> he's he's a wild great. one. He is somebody that we've never seen on this show before. Uh, and we'll see how his storyline ends. I cannot imagine her keeping him around. No, there's no way, right? No way? Well, we see in the promo that he's wearing a suit and talking to the other guys. So I'm like, he makes it back in some way. At the end of the episode, you're right. You're right. He does make it back into the group. You know, what's interesting is as we lead into hometowns, I think about the hometowns not really being hometowns, but more like family week. And these families... They've got to be quarantining already. So I'm wondering, right? Because um, back at La Quinta, we had to quarantine for five days before maybe it was four nights, two tests, always two tests um, before we went into, you know, public spaces. So I'm thinking Mm -hmm. um, these families are probably already quarantining and they're going to have to send some of them back without even making it on the show. Oh, painful. Well, Sorry, mom. Sorry, dad. I know it's so confusing. I get that we have to keep calling it hometowns because that's the show, but I want to call it like family staycations or like family vacay because nobody's going to their hometown. You know, <laughs> like we're, we're all at the La Quinta. Oh, I, I'm very interested to know if they've brought 
parents and siblings and stuff? Or if it's like, do they just bring parents in? If they bring in more than parents and siblings, did they get the family like a little house or are they in different rooms? Like I have a lot of logistics questions. I'm very excited to see. I also will say, I don't think Bennett's going to make it to his family being met on the show, but I really want to meet Bennett's family. (laughs) I want to see where this kid came from. Oh my God. Do you, can you imagine how amazing that would be? What if his family's just super normal? Uh, Right. I think he said on the really revealing art date, I think he said he didn't grow up in privilege because that was that moment where Noah like threw the word privilege at him and by the way, spelled it wrong. Um, But I, so I want to see, I have like a lot of questions. I taught when I interviewed um, Dr. Joseph Park, our wonderful doctor who was, I thought sent home too soon. I asked him, are Bennett's clothes for real? Like, is that really like, you know, it seems like he's so well-dressed and expensive. And Joe said, Lauren, his shoe collection, like one pair of shoes costs more than like all the shoes I own put together. He was like, the, um, the, the cost of this man's wardrobe was insane to me. So I'm like, where's this coming from? Is it family money? Is it, he's, is he incredibly successful for real? Like I have a lot of questions. We got to do some background research. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a break right now from this um, recap, which is going fantastically, but we're going to break. Then we're going to bring a fan on for a fan question. They have a couple of questions for you, I think, Lauren. And um, yeah, we'll be right, right back after this. What keeps baby skin healthy? a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? (laughs) Yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Okay, I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. So one guy is spending $499 a month. He should really apply for The Bachelorette. (laughs) (laughs) Or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. 
Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Let's talk about something we all can relate to: hair removal. Yeah, not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Nicks, cuts, razor burns. Ugh. But guess what? Nair, the OG, has taken hair removal to the next level with their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally, the best thing. Ever. For real. Nair's nuisance turned my bathroom into a spa. You guys, I remember when my mom gave me like the first bottle of Nair to use on my upper lip, and I was like, this is so awful, but I I do like need to do it. <laughs> um, but the smell so close to my nose for so long, it, ugh, no, ugh, the worst part of like the every other week or whatever I would do it. Now it smells incredible. Like there's Moroccan argan oil and orange blossom shower cream that you can use. It's like a pampering experience. You put it on your legs, let them sit there for a little bit, and it's so much better than shaving. They also have like. Um, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, soothing aloe and water lily body cream. Really anything you could think of to get rid of your hair in the most pleasant way, Nair has it. They have new shower and body creams that are so easy to apply and they work in as little as three minutes. And if you're going to shave more parts than just your legs, think about what you can do in three minutes with Nair. And the skin smooth feeling lasts so much longer than shaving Like I just mentioned, you can use it not just on your legs, but on your arms, your underarms, even your bikini area. And we all know that was somewhere around the corner. That's a place you need it. Nair has turned the hair removal process into a sensorial experience. The scents are just amazing. And when I say that my bathroom smells like a spa, I really mean it. So check it out. The new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. 
Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. All right, we're back. Let's get our caller on the line. It's a mystery caller for me. It's just a fan, which Ooh. is fun. We do this on, on occasion. It's been a while. We usually did it in the studio. Oh, wow. Hello, caller. Um, hi. <clears throat> hi. Sorry. Uh, long time <laughs> listener, first time caller. <laughs> love the show. Um, I actually, I, I love you, Ashley. I'm sorry Ben's not there. I have a question for, for Lauren Zima. Oh, okay. She's had really public crushes this season on a couple of the guys and Bennett and Joe. And I'm just wondering, are things okay at home with her boyfriend, Chris Harrison? Because we love him. <laughs> wow. Caller. Um, uh, caller, whose name I don't know. Thank you for calling in, caller. <laughs> I mean, I knew the second. Okay, so um, wow, are things okay at home with Chris Harrison and myself? Um, oh, did I mean? Wow, I didn't think we're gonna get into this here. Um, well, you're just. I mean, I, I I pay attention to your social media. By the way, Elsie, <laughs> you're fantastic. You do such a great thing. Love roses and rosé. But man, you were really affectionate with with your love of Bennett and, and public about Joe. And, and I'm just Joe, I'm worried about you because I, I love you and Chris Harrison together. Right. You know, can I can I ask you, caller, what do, do you think Chris Harrison and I should say together? Like, what do you think should be next for us? Oh, I would never be so presumptuous as, as to decide what you guys should do. I just, I'm just worried about you guys because I love you so much. Okay. I, I was just wondering if you thought we should like take any big next steps together. I don't know, like maybe move in or anything. I, I, I always like to get the fans' opinions and then take everything they say very seriously. Um, and I'll, by the way, I don't mean to take up too much time. I'll hang up and I'll, I'll take my answer uh, off the air. Okay. Thanks, Chris Harrison. <laughs> Oh, but we really wanted to know uh, your I, I opinion know on that. making this is next Bill, steps. This is Billy Bob from Texas. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, uh, Billy, you know, Billy Bob, I will tell you, my my Bennett and Joe uh, flirtations were, were, if they appeared that way, were purely as a fan, just loving them as good TV. Um, actually, when I interviewed Joe before the interview started, he said, is this interview going to make Chris Harrison mad? And I was like, wow, maybe I've gone too far. Maybe I showed too much love for Joe. Oh. So, you know, I apologize. Billy Bob, before you leave, I just have a quick question. Do you think that there's like a conflict of interest with Lauren Zima dating Chris Harrison? Like, do you think that she, he gives oh, wow. her all these behind the scenes uh, tidbits and she's able to conduct the greatest interviews because of it? Well, actually, um, I don't know because, um, you know, I'm not around them. I wish it would be a dream come true to be near them. Um, but sadly, I think it's the opposite that Chris is so um behind the times and, and so not cool that he actually learns more from lauren about his own show than he probably knows himself which is really sad <laughs> well fully unaware yes you're right billy bob i don't know how you knew that but you're right i deliver a lot of <laughs> all right well billy thank you so much for calling okay. in and um, billy, uh, bye ladies home. love you both have a great day y'all have fun <laughs> love you bye <laughs> goodbye love you stranger <laughs> 
Wow. What? That really got me. I really didn't expect that. I was so excited to talk to a fan. Not that that was disappointing, but I mean, Chris Harrison's voice is unmistakable. That's hilarious. Thank you for doing that. That's hilarious. Of course. That was very fun. Now, I got to know, does Chris actually get jealous a little bit when you talk about guys being hot, whether they're from the franchise or not? Because Jared doesn't love it. He says that because, you know, like all four of us really are public figures, it would be too easy for us to meet and somehow fall in love with our celebrity crushes, bachelor crushes, anything like that. Oh, interesting. Um, he doesn't care at all about when it comes to like bachelor stuff. Yeah. No. Cause I think Chris is he's also the really king of the about, franchise. Like, you can't yeah, get higher. I mean, doesn't care. Like, right. Like I've peaked, like yeah. there's nowhere to go from there. <laughs> like why, why, why go out for a hamburger when you have steak at home? Yeah. <laughs> um, I also think it's like, like Chris is really great at man crushing on people. Oh, lovely. You know, like, so is Jared. Whew, he's got more yeah. man crushes than girl crushes. Oh my gosh. We literally, I'm not even joking you. The other day we were like um, pulling our car into somewhere and this guy got out of his car and uh, Chris goes, literally, he goes, wow, even I have a crush on that guy. I was like, I didn't even notice that guy. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, he'll like, you know, throws up all the love to uh Matt James the Matt Jameses and Tyler Camerons of the franchise for their incredible fitness like <laughs> so yeah I don't think he cares at all do I think he gets a maybe about me interviewing other, I I interviewed Richard Gere one time and oh. I really don't think that uh Chris likes how much I bring that up as my favorite interview ever because Richard Gere <laughs> was like one of my childhood crushes you yeah. know you're a rom-com lover oh, like yeah. pretty woman and all that he doesn't look um, like pretty woman anymore but still the aura is like, there box now yeah I mean and he was just incredibly charming in the interview and I always cite that as my favorite interview and I feel like Chris is like okay can we stop talking about that why am <laughs> I not your favorite interview <laughs> <laughs> you know sometimes your your childhood crushes live up to yeah I mean if they live up to what you want how can you go how can you get better than that I know I know all right well let's get back into the recap (laughs) I I do want to talk about your personal life a little bit more later but we'll do a whole little interview with Lauren Zima or LZ as Billy Bob slash Chris Harrison just referred to her as okay so we're done with Bennett but now we're on to Ben and wow, that was a heavy, deep date. Um, mm-hmm. So impressive. Um, let's let's start by saying that Ben has been the object of Tasha's affections. I feel like for a while he has stood out mm-hmm. to me for a long time, but there was always something that you know, she felt like she couldn't get inside him. You know deeply in his brain there was there's something there right last week we saw an evolution I still feel like the whole naked thing was a little bit weird but the fact that we learned about bulimia and his issues with that following the strip and then especially this week after knowing what he's gone through over the past couple years you know with those lows and uh I think the strip makes a little bit more sense now just because like he couldn't be like oh you know what I'm going to be able, I'm going to explain all of that I've gone through in front of these men with a piece of art. It's like, no, I'm going to save this stuff for private time with her. What were you thinking? Yeah. I mean, when you look back at that art date and like, I think Brendan held up an empty frame. Uh, Blake made a a clay penis. Like it was like Ben could not get into his level of stuff Mm -hmm. amongst that collection of works. Um, 
I was so blown away when he said, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he said like his family didn't even know that he'd attempted suicide. I that he know, was sort of she was the, the first, first person. So that was, that made me think that Ben does have so many layers to him. And, um, you know, I know he was in the army and, and then not anymore. And I think sometimes when you've like so fully devoted your life to something and then it's out of your life, that's a huge transition. Yeah. It sounds like he's gone through so much. And I really, you know, raised my glass to him for, again, normalizing, being open about some of these tough things on such a huge platform. Um, I, I was surprised when Tasha said, I feel like I'm not getting something out of you because in my mind I was thinking, oh my gosh, but he just shared so much with mm-hmm. you last week. Maybe she meant like, I, I feel like there's still more. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I also applaud Tasha for how she responded to mm-hmm. it. I, I just felt like it was a really beautiful conversation because that's something where, you know, it is so important what you give back to somebody when they've shared like that with you. And I thought she handled it really well. Um, yeah. I mean, Ben is, he is somebody who I think she does have, unlike, you know, maybe the Bennett, she has incredible physical chemistry with him mm-hmm. when he grabs her face yeah. and kisses her. Yeah. And yeah. so I'm thinking one, knowing they have that physical chemistry and that now they're connecting on these really deep reveals. I'm sort of like, how, how this is like an unstoppable, it's becoming an unstoppable connection. What, what do you think their future holds? I think, what they- I think he wins. Really? Yeah. Do you not? I feel like it goes down between him and Zach and I think he's going to win. Um, we're just seeing too much goodness between the two of them. And yeah, I just want to like just second what you said, like the power and that he, it was such a powerful moment, them having that conversation. It was something that we truly have never seen on this show before. We've had like some serious conversations, right? We had this, we had the black lives matter conversation with Ivan a couple of weeks ago. We had the, the drug addiction conversation with Zach, um, with Kaylin, with the sexual abuse. And now we have a conversation here about suicide and just truly brave and powerful for him to be so open and vulnerable with us. Um, and, you know, it's just something that we need to talk about. And I love the, sh- the fact that the show is having these open moments. Yeah, I didn't shy away from it, especially for, you know, a man to open up about an uh-huh. eating disorder. That's something oh, that's very yeah. few people get into. Um, I, man, in terms of Ben winning or who might uh, be there at the end, I will say she and Brendan had such a strong first one-on-one. Yeah. And, you know, we haven't seen him lately. And sometimes when I'm watching the show, there will be somebody who has like that great one-on-one in the beginning. And then they, they kind of lay low for a little while mm-hmm. and then pop back up mm-hmm. at the end. And he'd been divorced too, so they connected on that. And I felt like she had great chemistry with him. She is having such strong connections to these guys because they've lived, you know, these are older mm-hmm. guys. They've like been through stuff and they're opening up. And I think my, I think something that's going to have to happen from here is like, I also want to see Tasha get into who she could really live a real life with after the show. And I don't know if we've gotten into that. I feel like we've seen her have these guys open up and they're connecting, but like, what does the future look like Mm -hmm. for them? Like, and I, I don't totally know who she'd fit with best yet in that regard. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what Ben's, I actually, I'm forgetting where Ben's from. I don't know where he lives now. He lives in LA. He lives in Santa Monica. So he's really close to her. 
Okay, because Tasha's a Cali girl. And yeah. I think Zach's all the way on the East Coast. Yeah, he's Not Jersey. That that's stopped bachelor couples before. Um, yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I don't see Ben going anywhere. I think at this point they've shared so much and like I, I'm seeing him sticking through hometowns for for sure. Okay. No, I, I completely agree, but I sticking to that Zach and and Ben in the end. So what else have we not talked? We do need to talk about Riley and his serious conversation. Riley oh was okay, gosh. it was so funny. I was watching with my dad and once he got that question wrong on the group date where they're doing the lie detector test, my and he, he got, got his he, name. His he got name. his name wrong. My dad was like, "There's a story behind that," <laughs> and I was like, "Really? You think?" I was like, "Well, there, lo and behold, there it is." You know, he talks about how his parents separated, how um, his dad ends up ends up getting sole custody, and he finds some things out about his dad years later. It doesn't sit well with him. Now it seems like he went from being estranged to his mom. Uh, to reconciling and now I think that maybe he's got some distance between him and his dad he ends up changing his name to his mom's mom's maiden name or whatever Mm -hmm. name that she has currently and uh we're just learning so much about these guys you know what your dad had a better spidey sense or a bachelor sense than I did I just thought this lie detector test seems like bs (laughs) I love the lie detector test dates you don't I am just like, is this real? I don't know. Isn't there something where, like, is JoJo monitoring this? Is there someone in the back room who's licensed to do this? Like, what is the efficacy? Is someone, I I just had questions about the logistics, considering we had three light bulbs, red, green, and yellow, that were blinking around with the answers. What did the yellow bulb mean? Was it a half lie? I was so confused. And then I thought, that it was, I thought there was going to be a joke about like, okay, it wasn't really real because Riley said, I'm a lawyer I and I that. don't allow my clients to use these well, because they're so inaccurate. For anyone who watches crime shows, we know that lie detector results are not admissible in courts. <laughs> and it's because, you know, yeah, they can be a little wonky or you know, because that's because it's just like what with Zach, you know, Zach forced himself basically to say, yes, he cheated because he right. knew like in his nerves, in his brain the little time where he made out as a sixth grader with a girl that wasn't his girlfriend was going to pop up. So he was super honest. So that when Zach sat down, he was looking at Tasha like, I just really got a sense of how into her he was in that moment. I felt like he was staring at her like, I am not going to blow this. I'm doing this right. Especially considering he just cried in the middle of the day oh, I love Zach. about how much he wanted Tasha, like to his parents to seem happy. He thought I that know. was with Tasha. I was like, oh my God. I'm like, we're not, we're not on the bachelorette anymore. We are like in a lifetime movie and we are working some stuff out. I am so emotionally invested in Zach. I don't know why. Like I, the amount of attractive that that man has grown, (laughs) the the amount of like, yeah, the amount that I'm attracted to him in a platonic sense has grown so much. Jared, it's platonic, Jared. It's platonic, Jared, come on. Um, Because, like, just we've gotten to know his personality so well, and I just love, like, his swag and just the way that they look at each other. I know we talked about this a lot last week to our our listeners, but there's something about that guy. really, really like him. Yeah. The way The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, what it confirms for me is that for anybody anywhere – an attractive person can become less so if their personality sucks. And a person who you might not have looked at a second time, if they have a great personality, all of a sudden I know. you're like, hey. well, I, yes. Yeah, so Riley, Zach and Riley do the lie detector test. I had my questions, but 
It's fine. It was fun. It was a revealing exercise. Do you think that if you cheat in the sixth grade, you're a cheater? No. <laughs> no. But I do think it would set a lie detector off. So I think it was good that he admitted it. I have to be honest. Do, but do I you really think that there was don't... something more? Do you think there was something more? No. Well, Tasha said, and you can tell, and I understand that, you know, we all respond to like what's happened in our past. Mm-hmm. And we feel like that's the lens through which we see. Tasha said once a cheater, always a cheater that she believes that I don't believe that as a thing. Like I, I don't know. It's kind of like Zach with the sixth grade thing. I'm just saying who didn't have a moment in high school or college where you were like figuring stuff out. You know, I don't know. I, 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 it really depends on like what the cheating is and I also, and what the context of the relationship is. I just don't look at it that way. Um, but it was really, really adorable that Zach owned up to his sixth grade Bolorama makeout. (laughs) I totally agree. And yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about the cheater, always a cheater thing. It's something that my mom always said growing up. Really? Yeah. But I, I don't know. I don't know. I think it depends on your age and maturity level as well. Like you could be a totally different person at 20 than you are at 30. And I don't think that you're going to have the same behaviors in a relationship. But anyway, we have to take a quick break because we have a very special guest. We have the performer that performed on last night's episode and what a gorgeous voice and song that he sang. Uh, we have the artist Adam Hambrick coming on and he I think he's going to perform for us right here. Live. Oh my God, we're getting serenaded? Oh, yeah. what a dream. I didn't expect this treat. Yes. We'll be right back, guys. <laughs> What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? (laughs) Yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Oh, okay. I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. So one guy is spending $499 a month. He should really apply for The Bachelorette. (laughs) (laughs) Or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. 
Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Let's talk about something we all can relate to: hair removal. Yeah, not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Nicks, cuts, razor burns. Ugh. But guess what? Nair, the OG, has taken hair removal to the next level with their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally, the best thing. Ever. For real, Nair's new scents turned my bathroom into a spa. You guys, I remember when my mom gave me like the first bottle of Nair to use on my upper lip, and I was like, this is so awful, but I I do like need to do it. <laughs> um, but the smell so close to my nose for so long, it, ugh, no, ugh, the worst part of like the every other week or whatever I would do it. Now it smells incredible. Like there's Moroccan argan oil and orange blossom shower cream that you can use. It's like a pampering experience. You put it on your legs, let it sit there for a little bit, and it's so much better than shaving. They also have like, um, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, soothing aloe and water lily body cream. And really anything you could think of to get rid of your hair in the most pleasant way, Nair has it. They have new shower and body creams that are so easy to apply and they work in as little as three minutes. And if you're going to shave more parts than just your legs, think about what you can do in three minutes with Nair. And the skin smooth feeling lasts so much longer than shaving Like I just mentioned, you can use it not just on your legs, but on your arms, your underarms, even your bikini area. And we all know that was somewhere around the corner. That's a place you need it. Nair has turned the hair removal process into a sensorial experience. The scents are just amazing. And when I said that my bathroom smells like a spa, I really mean it. So check it out. The new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. 
Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hi, Adam. Um, thank you for being here. Welcome to the Almost Famous Podcast. Thanks for having me. This is this is awesome. Ser- I'm going to be straight up honest with you. I was not aware of who you are before that episode, but I went and I downloaded your songs because you you've got a great voice. I it's like a it's like a Richard Marks feel that I get with you, Ooh. and our listeners know that I love a Richard Marks. I'll take that. That's high praise. Oh, thank you. So how was it being on the show, performing on the show? Um, it's just an intimate setting. Um, you know, it's really cool. Uh, it's cool for a lot of reasons. Um, one, it was really cool because it's my first time ever doing like TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like starting this artist track um, in my career. Like I moved to Nashville to write songs and that was sort of the thing that kind of got me started. And then, um, you know, had some success there. And that was sort of the thing that kind of launched me into like getting to make my own music and my own records. Uh, but this is the first time I've actually like, been able to take that to TV and see how it translates. I was super nervous. Um, but cause I guess, cause like the quarantine bubble or whatever, mm-hmm. we got to go, we got to like chill for a couple of days and we had to like quarantine up and COVID test. Did you enjoy whole- it? Did you enjoy that quarantine? Cause Jared and I did when we were down at La Quinta. There are worse places to be holed up. <laughs> I will tell you that. <laughs> exactly <laughs> our thoughts. It was kind of like, it was a little like college. I mean, we just, we drank Coors Light and played PlayStation for three days in my band. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of awesome. That's amazing. How did you feel the chemistry between Ben and Tasha was just from the little you got to see of their date? You know, I thought, I mean, they were just really into the evening. You could tell they were kind of like lost in each other and, and, like whatever. And I've never like watched the show. So this, so be so stepping on to set, that was my first exposure to the show period. And uh, I was just like, these are real people who are like really all about what's going on. Like this is. Not- <laughs> I have a completely superficial question for you. Yeah. How, in- I know how gorgeous Tasha is in person. Like how incredibly handsome is Ben in person? He looks like Captain America to me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what I said to the like that, that dude's Steve Rogers that's Captain America right there <laughs> but yeah like super nice dude too like we talked for a little bit afterwards mm-hmm. um talked to Tasha and of course she's just like I don't know she's just like effervescent you know she's just I don't good know. word uh, you know that's the songwriter in me <laughs> so nice. how did you pick what song you were gonna sing for a moment like that um that was that was requested by okay. by producers and everything they um you know they because i haven't put a ton of music out yet mm-hmm. so like i'm still you as an artist and that's why you hadn't heard of me <laughs> um but uh you know so they kind of like look through what was out and they're like this is we, we think this would be great and um the song itself is a song i like wrote during covid um okay. kind of it kind of comes from a place of the songs called between me and the end of the world and it's kind of a love letter to um uh to my wife who's a physician assistant mm-hmm. and she's been treating people uh, during this whole thing is like testing people for the virus. So it's kind Amazing. of been like, thank her for us. Absolutely. I will. Um, and so like this song is kind of like a, a love letter to 
people like that who step in kind of when things go sideways, things go bad. Um, and so it was really special to get to play on the show. Oh, that's amazing. It definitely seems fitting. Um, all right. So I hear that you are down to play us a little bit of a song of your choosing. Is it going to be that one? Absolutely. Your, your choice. Is it, you want it to be that one? Yeah, whatever you want. Whatever yes. you want to expose to all our listeners. I'll play it. This is that song. It's called Between Me and the End of the World. Okay. It feels like the sky might fall this time. All the bad news, it's too close to home And the darkness is drowning the light and I know just who I got fighting on my side Facing all the fire the devil can't hurt It's a hell of a thing Watching you stand in between Between me and the end of the world You oh got gosh. such a voice. Adam Hamburg, what a voice just on the fly like that. Wow, you are amazing. I almost, I just got emotional. Wow. Adam, <laughs> That's what we're here for. Adam, <laughs> where can our listeners find you and download your music? Um, you can find me, I mean, on all the social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. What's your um, handle? Uh, just at Adam Hambrick. Okay. And then, uh, and then of course, adamhambrick.com. And uh, you can listen to music anywhere you get music. Thank you so much for joining us and for that beautiful serenade. You are a talented man. Thank you so much. Thanks for the opportunity. Bye, Adam. And thank you again to your wife. Yes, thank you. Lauren, that guy has got a good voice. I mean, why am I crying? Why am I crying? <laughs> no, he was so good. I'm so glad that they gave him the platform to get it out there. All right, did you have anything else you wanted to talk about as far as the episode? You know what? I need one more opinion from you on one final thing because this is something I keep thinking about I I feel we've had these guys with these incredible emotional stories and they've shared their struggles like maybe more than any other season I can't think of another bachelorette season when the men have shared on this level and I'm a big believer that you know we all go through things um and I don't believe that your partner is there to fix you you know I and Tasha said that she said I'm not here to turn boys into men I think that you have to come into a, a, a successful relationship is about coming in, you know, with each person largely as a whole, okay, your, your partner should improve and challenge you, but you got to like have it together. Mm-hmm. Which of these guys do you think given like some of the struggles they've had to go through and definitely like the emotional work they've had to do, do you think they're all ready for marriage or do any of them still have like personal stuff to work on I don't know who do you think's the most together I think that is like the biggest question here because I don't want to say that people who are going through things aren't ready for a relationship that is obviously not accurate I feel like all these guys probably have to do work on themselves constantly as all of us do Um, but some issues are bigger you know than others and some problems are more recent than others Um, and I think that you, you know, Ben brought up support of, you know, a, somebody close in your life and how important that is. Yeah. So that could be Tasha. She doesn't have to like make them better, you know, be like yeah. their emotional doctor, but to be a support. The guy that I think is most together and ready, I, I find, I feel like it might be Zach, but I guess I all, Zach or Brendan. I do love Brendan. He doesn't seem to have, the kind of 
he got divorced, you know, but everything else yeah. in his life seems to be kind of like positioning, positioning himself for marriage. I know Zach. I'm like, here's what, cause like my gut instinct is Zach, but there are two things that stuck out to me this episode or maybe this season. One, he, he said not too long ago that he's like, just realized that he feels ready for marriage. Like being on the show made him realize mm-hmm. that, which I'm like, wait, is that a great thing? Or is that like too soon? I don't know. Yeah. And then but him crying about making his parents, wanting his parents to see him happy. I was floored. I know. <gasps> I, I don't know. I, I, I agree. I agree. There was that, that moment really made me feel like yeah. Zach is like so ready to get married. I feel yeah. like the other just, guys, if they'll leave this and they will have grown and like, they'll have prepared themselves better for that moment that comes in their life but I feel like Zach is ready for it now and he'll be like the most devastated if it doesn't happen with Tasha. I wanted to ask you about it because it really is like I said I think this I I can't think of another season where we've seen the guys open up like this much and get this um raw Mm -hmm. and 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 it's kind of this thing where you think uh, does this mean you you know have worked through all your stuff does this mean Tasha's the perfect fit for you. And she's such a good listener. I, she's I the feel best like listener, I, I know. I know. So I'm like racking my brain every week about what the best fit for her is. I'm having such a hard time. I know. It's going to be hard. This is going to be gonna a be hard, hard I, I final I think the ending of all three. this is going to be a freaking bloodbath of tears. That's what I think for this season. If she does get engaged, she's going to know these guys for, I'm not even sure, five weeks. And that's got to make you nervous. And I know that's paradise status, you know, paradise, you get engaged after like three and a half weeks, but with paradise, you get to spend each waking moment and Mm -hmm. night if you choose with this person. In this case, you know, she's going to have like two one-on-ones. I know we talked about Claire and Dale speeding through things, but we're still, we're still going 80 miles an hour. Yeah. Just crying along the way. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, Lauren. So we talked a lot about Tasha's personal life. Now it's time for me to grill you on your personal life. Oh, let's go. Yes. Okay, okay. fine. If I can talk about Tasha's, I got to be able to talk about mine. Okay, cool. I mean, we've all done this. So, <laughs> um, okay, so you and, and Chris, you did interviews before you were dating. Yes. Uh, when was there, was there always like a sense of attraction, flirtation, chemistry oh. between you guys? No. Like when did it turn? <laughs> You know, it's so funny. I, I would be interviewing him. I mean, I've been, I've been at ET for five years mm-hmm. uh, this year and the first couple years, uh, I, I would be interviewing him and my friends, like my friends from home, like my college friends would actually be like, is Chris Harrison as hot in person mm-hmm. as he seems on the show? Mm-hmm. And I was like, he's fine. He's a dad. I, I don't know. Well, you like, were also married at that point. I was married at that point. I, I, you know, there was no, I I was just, I was also always so focused on doing my job. You know, I mean, Chris is a very, as you know, you've interviewed him. He's a very good interviewee. He really knows how, as he says to like Bob and weave, Mm -hmm. he also gives great sound bites. So I would be so focused going in to interview him. Even when I was single, I would be so focused on getting a good answer that Mm -hmm. I was like, not even really looking into those baby blue eyes and then thinking about anything. Um, and then everything changed when I think it was at a paradise tell all. Okay. We, 
literally ran into each other at craft services. Like I was going to get coffee. He was getting tea. Cause you know, those tell all tapings are like nine hours long. And um, you're often freezing in those warehouses oh on cold you chairs. You and I have been there yeah. together. We're on a studio set where I, I've passed out Advil at those mm-hmm. tell-alls before to everybody, because you get a headache from everyone screaming at each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so we ran into each other and had what we'd now call like our first human conversation. It was the first time we'd ever spoken outside of an interview mm-hmm. setting. And we just kind of talked about life and like, somehow I don't remember how, but it came out very quickly that we were both single. And then I slid into his DMS on Twitter and said, Hey, it was so good to see you the other day. Cause I was sort of like, was he flirting with me? Oh, and- any sort of sliding into DMS when you guys are both single is flirting. I feel. Well, I couldn't tell if he was flirting with me in person. So oh, then okay. I was like, let me flirt for real okay. and see if he responds. Okay. I believe in opening the door. And if somebody walks through, that's great. And if not, you know, I just keep on going down the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you sent that out. And how do you respond? Um, then things got, then it like became clear to me very quickly. He, you know, he was like, let's, he did a great thing, which I think everyone needs to do, which is he said, Hey, let's like exchange numbers and, you know, get this off of the DMS. Mm-hmm. Um, and he very quickly said, let's get a drink together. And I, again, I'm like, cause to me, I think it's so dangerous when you keep messaging, like, I don't know, in dating apps and all that, like you got to make it a real interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's old school like that, which I think is great. So then we just had one of these first drinks where we truly like talked for three hours and he right away, like texted me, Hey, it was great seeing you tonight. Like, when can I take you out again? And fantastic, Chris, I'm so proud. He would, he's such a good dater. <laughs> he's really learned. Well, he years. better be uh, so, <laughs> being the bachelor. Oh, <laughs> okay. So, well, yeah. so what did you do before you were public? You went six months hiding your relationship as I find to be very respectable and normal, <laughs> but you still <laughs> did interviews with him during that six month period. How did you hide it? I did it. Honestly, it was kind of fun. I don't know. It was kind of like, and the reason that we didn't go public with it truly was because we were both just like, look, this is going well, but I don't want this to become a thing that affects, you know, my job or his job. If it, if it doesn't stick. Mm-hmm. So, um, we just wanted to make sure we were serious before it went public. Um, and it was sort of fun because we would be like, I'd see him in interviews. And I, I, again, I was there. I'm like, I got to do my job and ask all the questions I need to ask. Um, and then it would kind of be like, all right, well, I'll see it. It was kind of a fun secret. Sometimes it's fun to have oh, a secret, you know, sometimes it was it's a very little, fun. yeah, it was, we were a little like, um, kind of having a little fun around town. It was fun. Well, it was very fun when <laughs> we were down in Cancun together doing something for entertainment tonight. And you were saying you let us in that it was a high profile person that you were dating, yes. uh, but you, but we had to play a guessing game as to who it was. And we did guess Chris and yes. you did a great job. Uh, maneuvering our thought process away from that. You didn't know. Did you really believe me that it wasn't him? Yeah, I really, I really did. Wow. Oh my God. I feel I'm, I'm feeling confident right now. Thank you for that. that People want to know if you're dating the most, you know, the face of this romantic franchise, Mm -hmm. what is the most romantic thing Chris has ever done for you? Oh, besides wow. texting you immediately after your first date, because that I is know, romantic right? in mean, today's date age. I have to tell you, he like does it all. I mean, and I'm not, 
I don't, I'm not, he really is like a, he loves to surprise me. He's a big gesture person. Um, he's like taken me on the helicopter date. We helicoptered, um, to Santorini in Greece. Um, he, uh, he got, we, he did get me last year on my birthday. He, I thought we were driving somewhere and he, we did have a small private plane moment that was pretty romantic. You guys Um, go on bachelor dates. I mean, it's like, I don't know if that's disappointing or exciting for people to hear, but he really does do like the bachelor dates. Like it's real and it's kind of mind boggling. Um, but he does stuff like that. And he always, oh my God, when he gets me flowers, it's almost like they're the biggest, most insane flowers. And I don't even know how to respond to them. Like he really does all those things. How did you know? I was just going to ask, has he ever bought you roses? I mean, (laughs) you you know what I what I love is that, and roses were actually for me. Um, my dad used to get me roses growing up. So like, they're my favorite flower. They always have been. And I love that, you know, Chris just loves, it's like, you can't go wrong with roses. They're mm-hmm. classic. I love them. He loves them. We all love them. So yeah, big, big, big bunch of roses. Um, you know what though? I have to say, it's also like those little things. I mean, on our, he, he's really a, you know, we all have our love languages as they like did on the show this mm-hmm. season. Chris is really a words of affirmation person. And on our two year anniversary, I did not, I don't know. I had no idea like what he was going to get me or what we would do. Oh, cause he was gone. I forgot he was at La Quinta. Mm-hmm. So we weren't together and I woke up and I had in my email inbox, this like two page letter from him. Oh my gosh, about- Chris. <laughs> and it was just all about like how, loving me had changed his life and how happy he was. And I just like read it through tears. It was, I will, you know what? That was the most romantic thing, honestly, because I had never had someone touch me with words like that before. And, um, I think probably, you know, we all grow up being like, you want the princess moments where they do these things. And it was the most little thing for him to just write from the heart. But I don't know. I was like, I feel like I'm in another time where people like write letters, like some pride and prejudice crap. And it was really, really, really beautiful. So yeah. Yeah. Wow. Am I going to cry on the almost famous podcast? Oh my God. Those are our favorite (laughs) moments. I was going to ask you, like, did you have expectations with this guy who's just, you know, again, Mm. the face of the franchise, like he's supposed to be romantic. Did you assume he would be romantic and would have picked up things from the show? Or did you feel like, oh, this is just going to be a regular guy? Chris from the, you know, this from the instant you meet him, he gives off like this classic old Hollywood energy. Mm -hmm. You know, he's like from Texas. He's like a man. And I mean that in the best ways of like sort of this old school, even though he completely champions me as this independent career woman. And he just like, is my biggest cheerleader in all those ways. He's also like, I will make you feel taken care of in every way. And I, so I never even, I, it like was never a question for me. I think from that first date when he's, you know, texted me right away, Hey, are you home safe? I had an amazing time tonight. Like, and I'd love to take you out as soon as possible again. I'm like, Oh, this guy's not messing around. You know, this guy's like, I actually, I don't know if I've ever, said this there was when we first started dating it was weird timing I had gone out on a couple of dates with this other guy and I told Chris r- right away I was like look I was kind of like dating this other guy and I I don't know where you know 
I don't know. I kind of like him and like, I want to take this slow. And he said to me, okay, yeah, no, like figure that out and, and go, go on dates with whoever you want. And like, when you, and hopefully if you realize that I'm the guy for you, I'm not dating anyone else. And I'm right here. And I was like, damn, damn. Chris Harrison living up to all the expectations and fantasies. (laughs) It's almost upsetting. It's almost like, okay, keep being perfect. (laughs) But I love what you said about his old Hollywood energy. He certainly has that. You know, he's like, he wears a watch and a suit and he's like, I'm going to do things right. I don't know. There's something about that. And it's a sexy vibe. It's a Richard Gere-esque kind of a thing. He's got a swag. He's got a swag. And he is so much more intelligent than people would even think. And so much more talented. And his job is far more difficult than people think it is. He makes it look easy. That's how, you know, he's one of the greats, you know, exactly. he, he really makes it look easy. Like I always, th- I kept thinking, you know, that, that moment when he was sitting down with Claire and Dale and he said, what's next for you guys. And Dale started to answer. And then Claire said, babies. And Dale kept talking. Mm-hmm. And Chris said, Whoa, whoa, whoa wait, yeah. like Dale, she said, you know, yeah. and I just thought he's such a good interviewer. You know, he like listens, he, he calls people out in the right ways. He's great at it. Wait, now, have you ever revealed what the most romantic thing Jared's done for you is? Like, now I want to know, because I love you guys together so much. (laughs) Um, Sorry, I can't be somewhere and not interview someone. (laughs) No, it's okay. So I think, (laughs) I think the most romantic was actually before we were together, but like during that year of complete confusion for me in between Bachelor and Paradise seasons. So it was my birthday. So the first birthday that we knew each other. He sent roses to my apartment and it, it like the note said like the Corey, it was like sincerely like the Corey to your Topanga. And it was like a really cute note. Oh, and he knew you'd love that. I know. And then he goes like, but that's not your own. This is not your only gift. And he's like, you'll get your, your, your real gift later tonight. And that's when he like recreated the Backstreet Boys music video, uh, for me. And it was just like so funny because, well, it wasn't funny. It was romantic because I knew how much effort he had to put into that and like how he had to have his roommate follow him around and like do all the moves and the mouth, the words and, you know, edit the whole thing together. And it was just like, you could tell it was a project. It's the effort a hundred percent for me with anything. I'm like, whether it's you're writing a letter or giving someone a gift, what's the effort behind Mm -hmm. it. And what I love about that is that Jared did what he knew would make you personal. So personal. That's always such a difference to me in a gift. I'm like, ladies, gentlemen, whoever look at, if someone's getting you like an expensive gift or something. I mean, okay, great. But like, are they getting you a gift they know you will love or are they just trying to like make a show of giving the gift? It's such a key distinction. And Corey Topanga, Backstreet Boys, Jared has always embraced and loved exactly who you are, which is why seeing you guys so happy together makes me so happy because you know how real it is. Oh, thank you. Now that that you say this, now I have to bring up something else he did that year. Sorry. Sorry, guys. The producers are probably like, Ashley, move on, move on. Um, Okay. So this was a couple months before that gesture. And this was when we were just starting to become honestly like friends because getting off the show, it was weird because we, it was just weird. And then throughout that fall, we got close and we were like having glimpse, like there were the glimmers, you know, and there were Mm -hmm. the flirtations and we had gone to this club lounge thingy in, in LA with Nick 
JJ and one of Nick's friends. And I was the only girl amongst the, the bunch. who was like trying to fit in with the boys, right? And we were leaving this place. There was a like a, a, a vendor, a ro- a somebody handing out single roses outside as we waited for our Uber to come. And I joked about, I was like, Jared, you so owe me one of those roses. Uh-huh. And he felt really bad because he didn't have any cash on him. So he didn't end up getting it for me. And then a couple of days later, he said, um, like, what's your address? Or like, accept, expect something in the mail because like, just expect something in the mail. I'm like, okay. And like, he kept checking in, like, did it come? Did it come? And it, it never ended up coming. I was like, I didn't, I still didn't get your special surprise, whatever. And then mm. he wrote me this long mon like monologue. I don't know why I call it a monologue. It wasn't read. It was a long text. <laughs> and it- <laughs> so theatrical. I love it. So theatrical. And in it, it said like so many sweet, sweet things. And, but the bottom line of it was I sent you the surprise gift was I sent you a dozen roses because I really wanted to buy you that rose that night, but you deserve more than just a rose. You deserve more than a dozen roses, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, so everybody who thought I was wild on paradise, like my sec- our second go around, like now understands. Jared, <laughs> uh, the thing is, you know, it, uh, it, as you guys are the story, it took a minute, but then once it happened, it happened. And as we say on TikTok, one of my favorite TikTok sounds, if he wanted to, he would. Yeah. And Jared did. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. I love it so much. All right. Now it's time to talk about other members of Bachelor Nation besides ourselves. I'm going to call you an honorary <laughs> Bachelor Nation member. Do you agree okay, with that? Come on. Come on. You have to. I don't know what else I would be. So yes, I will say that. I'm sort of an indoctrinated, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like sometimes people think I've been on the show. It's funny. I'm always <laughs> like, if you just give it a quick Google, you'll see that's. <laughs> Not the case. <laughs> I think there are a couple friends of the show that feel that way. You know, I feel like Matt James was before he was actually on the show. I feel like Tanya Rad with with her yeah. relationship with with uh, a lot of Bachelor Nation is like that as well. Uh, so before we get into Bachelor headlines, I just want to you know br- bring up the obvious: the holidays are here, and you got to get a, a lot of gifts. You know, there's friends, families, but paying for them, it can actually wait. Like you have to get the presents in a timely matter, but paying for them can wait. And with Affirm, you can pay over time at thousands of stores like Walmart, Pottery Barn, Casper Sleep, Poshmark, and Priceline, and more. Um, So whether you're shopping for one big ticket item or you want to check off everything from your gift list, Affirm gives you a smarter and more transparent alternative to your credit card. So with no late fees or hidden charges, Affirm tells you exactly how much you'll owe and when you'll be done paying. So you can buy the perfect gifts today with no gotchas tomorrow. You can visit affirm.com slash famous uh, to shop in the latest categories of electronics, fashion, home goods, travel, and more. And then you can pick the payment plan that works best for you. So head over to affirm.com slash famous to get started today. It's affirm.com slash famous, or you can download the free Affirm app for eligible customers. Lauren, what are you what are you thinking about getting Chris for for Christmas? I mean, like in the in the, oh the, the in you know the field the field of it, like because because I know he loves golf. So does he always want something new for golf? He is an incredibly difficult man to buy for. No, he like has golf everything. He yeah. gets everything. I don't know. Like, offline, he might have to give you some good ideas. I don't know. I really try to make stuff personal, like for a 
his birthday this year. He loves the band U2. So I went on eBay and I found their, a pamphlet from their first concert that he ever went to on the Josh tour in 1987. I framed that. And now I'm really out of ideas. I don't know. (laughs) It's so hard. So we got to come up with something. Let's offline. Okay. All right. We will. We will. All right. But you guys, if you are thinking about what to get for Christmas and you're stressed out about the money, definitely try out affirm.com slash famous. It can help you delay the payments of those gifts that you want to give. Our first headline this week is Tasha Adams waited to have sex before her first marriage. She says this is she says she's not going to do it again. <laughs> she says this is something that you have to explore. Now, I actually think this is interesting because, I mean, you know, she's you, all, of all people. Yeah. Let's talk about oh, it. I mean, like there's there's me, there's so many, there's Maddie, and then there's Colton, who whose season she was on. And it's interesting that this didn't come up during Colton's season. She never That's said, you know, I get right. waiting. I I waited for my first marriage. Actually, her first marriage was to her first boyfriend, too. So that is such a good point. Wow, that really would have been something for them to connect on. I know. Huh. I know. But she does say now that she's she's not going to do it again. She thinks that that kind of intimacy is something that you should explore before locking it down. Uh, I agree. But how do you feel? I I respected both decisions. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, like if you want to wait, I think you should wait. but if you you don't, I think that it's th- honestly, I think it depends on the person. I think it depends on like how important that is to you. And like, yeah. obviously, if you're waiting, you don't even know how important it would be to you. So totally depends on the person. I also think it depends on the life place you're in and the age you're at. Honestly, totally. Like, I, I told I completely see how. Um, I think there's something about often when you, at least with what I've seen from my friends, because I grew up in the Midwest and a lot of people I know uh, got married younger, like including myself, um, now divorced, but it's fine. Um, So I think that when you get married younger, like you can in many ways sort of like grow up with that person Mm -hmm. and that can really work. Or, you know, sometimes you grow apart and you're like, oh, wait, we didn't know who we were yet. But I completely understand when if you get married really young, especially like and that's an important conviction to you that that can work out great and it can be fine and it can be something really special and beautiful that you share with that person. I do know a couple people who are like truly in their 30s and like still waiting. And I'm like, you might want to just. Yeah. Dive in. My take on this is that. It's totally up to the person and it's totally up to the person's beliefs. Uh, If you want to wait, fantastic. If you don't want to wait, I'm cool with that too. It doesn't even matter what I think. It matters what you think and how you want to live your life and go through your relationship. So right now, Tasha does not want to wait to have sex until after marriage again. Well, maybe she's learned from her first experience that for her, it's something she needs to. Yeah know about she's like I I actually I've realized this is really important to me and I've got to like have that level of intimacy to know I understand that when you've been divorced you're like wait I really I really really want to make sure I'm good before I get married again mm-hmm. like that's something you go into relationships with I think like we saw on that wedding dress date with her and Zach you could tell she was like this is triggering for me this is serious for me so I think it's 
it seems to be about that she like takes marriage very seriously and mm-hmm. wants to really feel good about the person in every respect before she would get married again. Yeah. I always think about Jessica Simpson and how she waited with Nick Lachey. Uh, and then like afterward, she was like, I wouldn't do that again. And she was, she was hooking up Mayer. being John Mayer's yeah. sexual napalm and all napalm, that. Napalm, yeah. an iconic <laughs> Hollywood interview, an iconic interview. Our next headline is the release of Matt James's season press release okay so in this press release i'm going through it there's a couple things that are worthy of noting for you guys there are 32 girls that come out of the limo on night one and that seems to be coming more of the norm that we're getting a number around 30 now it looks as if he eliminates it down to 24 women at that first rose ceremony on night one so that's a big chunk eight girls out Bye. That's rough. I feel bad for them. What do you think of his tagline? Oh, that was, wait, (laughs) I think maybe that was the next thing I wanted to talk about. I am not down. So the You're not? Tell me why. You guys, the tagline for this season is a mat made in heaven. I mean, I get that we're trying to be punny, but a mat made in heaven? A mat? I mean, oh, oh, now I'm getting Oh my god! Wait, were you not getting it? <laughs> oh my god! Okay, no, I was getting like a Wait, match made what? in heaven. Okay, right. So I was getting a match yes. made in heaven, and then I was like, it's "Oh, a, a mat," as in he. See, when I think of the word mat in that sentence, where I'm was your head going? Thinking of like a carpet, like a bath, what? like a bath mat. Oh my god! I can't. Why did you believe. think that was going to be on his poster? A mat made in heaven. Okay, yeah. Okay, because he is <laughs> like he looks like he's made in heaven. Oh my god! Wow. Talk about being slow today. Maybe every day. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> wow. I'm so embarrassed. Now it like all makes sense. I'm like a mat made this in heaven. Like speaking of Jessica Simpson, was this your <laughs> this is chicken, my of, chicken the of the sea moment? Sea moment. This is it. I was here for it. I feel honored. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well. <laughs> There you go. All right. So now how do you feel about a Matt made in heaven? Okay, now I think it's cute because uh <laughs> I met Matt and I think that he has he is made in heaven. I think he's a fantastic he's a tall, tall man. Fantastic choice as Bachelorette. Love his vibes. He's like six eight. I inter so what's weird is I interviewed him literally before I it might have been the day before it was supposed to be Claire's night one mm-hmm. when it was like, you know, that weird week in March. It was like, oh my God, is everything shutting down? So entertainment tonight, we go and do interviews on the set at different points during the season. Yeah. And I interviewed Matt, like as a contestant on Claire's season. No but- way. That's right. Cause you have, yes. yeah, yeah. You have that day. Uh-huh. So like clips from the video are up on my Instagram still. It's so weird now. Cause I actually asked him in the interview, would you, well, if it doesn't work out with Claire, would you ever be the bachelor? <laughs> oh but my gosh. He- what did he say? Like, how did he say it? Uh, I think he said, you know, a solid answer, which is like, look, I hope it works out with Claire. I mean, she seems amazing. So He's very, but I had never met him or talked to him before. I just heard about him through Tyler, mm-hmm. obviously. And he, um, he was, he had great answers for things. Like he was a great interview. It made me feel really confident about him as the bachelor. Um, and I, I love the tagline because I do think, I think the bachelor nation has gotten to know him through Tyler. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like people look at him as like this great guy. Like, I mean, we're going to watch the whole season unfold, but right now I think people look at him and they're like, he seems like awesome just you know he seems like amazing. to me way he's way swoonier in real life than he was in the quarantine house mm. he was like a bro in the quarantine house oh the the 
yeah what was the quarantine, the quarantine crew thing? yeah with tyler and yeah. and all them like dancing in the yard yes, yes, yes. yeah no i think he, um he has it helps to have dancing. i mean in this promo when you put a suit on a man and he's like tugging at the tie like yeah. that it's a lot of great visuals he looks great 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 photo and also i want to go back to the 32 girls actually this is the first it's a record-breaking year 32 never had that many on opening night but it doesn't seem like it's 24 continue on so i feel like that is a pretty normal number Okay, good. Okay. So our next headline is Becca Martinez thinks that Claire Crawley and Dale Moss were almost coerced into getting engaged. She thinks that there was too much pressure on them. She says, quote, I would not be happy if I were her. It just felt like there was a lot of spinning of what happened to make her leave. I mean, it was just so obvious as a viewer at the very end that the two of them were almost coerced into getting engaged. It seems like they really love each other, but that was bizarre. And I would be upset as a lead. I'd be pretty pissed off because you, you sort of shorted me a season that was supposed to be mine. But, you know, at the end of the day, I have to give it to Claire because she seems like she was really there for the right reasons. What do you think about that? I don't. I don't know. I I know that there I'm were not a rumors fan of telling people to be upset. <laughs> I'm like, like her saying, if I were her, I'd I'd be pissed, or what it was the other thing she said. If I were her, I wouldn't be happy. Like Claire's happy. Yeah. I mean, if there's one thing we've heard from Claire herself, it's that she's super in love, super happy. Dale is her person, and I quote: Dale and her met on another realm in another life. He is the guy for her, and she has found everything she wants. So I'm like, why are we? telling her to not why are we telling her to be frustrated when she's so happy yeah and in addition to that like i know that there were rumors about like her them you know like the way that she was like forced out of being the bachelorette or whatnot but watching that episode that final episode there is nothing that makes me think that she just seemed like she wanted to get out of there with dale no other factors a hundred percent she said that herself and i think the line that always stuck out to me, actually, from what she said, even more than when she was saying, I just want to be with, you know, we saw her saying, I just want to be with Dale. I, you know, I, but then when Chris, I, Chris asked her something about the next step is a, or do you want a proposal? And I think she said, that's the dumbest question you've ever asked me. Yes. And I just <laughs> thought, okay, yeah, she's, she's, she's thinking, how could anyone think I don't want this? Yeah, I don't know. I don't so know. I don't know. You know, Claire said many times she was at the age where she knew exactly what she wanted and she was tired of waiting. So Claire seems happy. And I say, go be happy, Claire. And I have, I, I don't like telling people to be unhappy. <laughs> well, we got some happy news here. Chris Lane and Lauren Bushnell are expecting their first child. Uh, she talked on Instagram about how absolutely thrilled they are. She says a dream, except I'm not dreaming. I'm wide awake as she has, you know, a picture of the sonogram. She says, watching you dance around my belly, listening to your little heart, um, your little harpy, my new favorite sound, a miracle, new life, our sweet baby. Thank you, Jesus. Um, and then I know that, uh, Chris Lane said, I hope you look like your mama, which is super cute. And of course, Ben was quick to respond on Instagram saying that this congrats, what a thing to celebrate. So, um, happiness all around. Happy news. Yes. I love some happy news in 2020 and a baby is always a blessing. And I, I just feel like Lauren has, um, I don't know. She's, she's just really, I think found like her and Chris seem to have so much fun together. Mm-hmm. I feel like you can see that on Instagram and 
um, I don't know. It seems like they're just really building this beautiful life together. I don't know what else to say about it. I'm like, this is great. (laughs) Great. She was open a couple months ago about like their struggles to have a child. Like, I don't, we don't know how long they were trying, but you know, it just seemed to not be as easy as she was hoping for it to be. So we're really happy to hear that she's pregnant and you know, she's, she's pretty, pretty far along to be comfortable enough to talk about it. Oh, all right, babies so, in the future. Yeah. So uh, another baby news. Chris Crystal Nielsen says it was scary finding out she was pregnant while she was still legally married to Chris. Uh, yeah. N- nothing more really to elaborate here, but but that is um, that's some stressful stuff right there, right? <laughs> I mean, the the timing on all this stuff about them coming out too has been crazy, right? Because I think it was like Chris Randone and just come back on Instagram and like a matter of hours later, Crystal announced she was pregnant, which it very much seemed like she'd been working on that announcement for a while. Cause she had a whole video to go and ready to go and everything. I was just like this, like that. I don't know. I was, it's a lot to process. I know and I it's that the way it's played out publicly has made it like, it's sort of, it, it's a lot to process. It's just hard because you like want to be happy for her and you are happy for her, but like you're also sad for him. And he just like, it keeps, he just keeps getting hit down, you know? Yeah. Just like with the first of the boyfriend and then the baby news is just like the guy can't come up for air. So, you know. Whew. Yeah, I know. I I wish them both the best. I think I inter- I did like a big interview with them once and they had talked about Crystal and Chris about how they'd been like literally to couples, like days long couples retreats together to do very deep therapy. Yes, together. yes, heard about these. Yes. So I I think that. I'm just like, whatever, you know, they've both been through a lot in their lives and whatever you guys, like if you found happiness, like cling on to that, you know, I hope that Chris Randone finds somebody too. Me too. From one bachelor divorce to the longest bachelor marriage, Trista and Ryan Sutter celebrated 17 years of marriage this week. That's incredible. Can't believe the show's been on for 17 plus years. And it's so cool to have a success story like theirs. Like and then what a horrible time though. I feel so bad. He's continuing to battle this mystery illness. They don't know what is what's going on um, with with poor Ryan. Um, but this is a truly in sickness and health moment. A hundred percent. And I know that they've been like tons of people have been offering them potential solutions. And I think that in itself is probably stressful. Like trying to field it all. And and um, they are just, you know. I, they're one of those couples that I think did the brilliant thing, right. Where they said like, we're going to embrace and love the way we met. We love the show. Like we love all the opportunities from Mm -hmm. it, but we're also going to like go live a normal life together. And they really have, you know, they take their kids to hockey practice and he's a firefighter and they are, they've just like, have, I think really found success in like building that real, real life together. Mm -hmm. They're, they're the gold standard of that for me. I know. I love it. I'm going to be honest, guys, don't have a transition from a 17-year-old marriage to Tyler Cameron's new merch line <laughs> of sweatshirts covered uh, with a shirtless photo of him. Yeah, so this was going to yeah. be weird. I'm, gonna, I'm going to be honest. I'm super nice to everyone usually. <laughs> right. This, this merch line, don't really like it. <laughs> I think it's weird. I wouldn't wear it. I will say that. I don't, I don't think I would wear it. Um, I, I think I'm looking at his Instagram now. The first, 
it's very interesting to see someone wear themselves on a shirt. See, it's not something you just like see very often. Exactly. It's a little self-indulgent for me. I think all social media is self-indulgent. All of us are kind of like, look at my life. Look what I'm doing. Look how pretty I am and all that stuff. But it crosses the line when you take a shirtless photo of yourself and then you wear it. <laughs> well, the second photo, he's totally naked. He's just holding a pie over his area on the second sweatshirt. Yeah. And then Matt James is like, that was a famous photo, you know, that was a famous a, IG. Wow. Maybe it's a pizza. I can't really tell. Um, yeah, I, you know what, on the one hand, know your brand, do what works for you. Certainly on brand, um, right. with the shirtless Very stuff. Right. Yes. And, uh, and I'll be interested to see what happens. They also, it's such, it's a lot to take in because also in this merch line is James Cameron, 21 like as if it's like their president and vice president like ticket together mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like I don't know you know I would not vote for Tyler and Matt for president and vice president <laughs> all my love but I would not and I I don't think I would wear shirtless Tyler Cameron sweatshirt but I do wish him the best with now see there there might be an audience for this i understand that you i think it's not us it's it's not us us. um i think that a lot of girls do want a shirtless self i think that a lot of girls do want a shirtless photo of tyler on their chest on their sweatshirt chest to chest Um, but like i also don't know if i love the fact that he's like pulling matt in on all of this like it's kind of like he's trying to tag along with his bachelor but friend. didn't matt tag but along i know that matt when he was a bachelorette yeah yeah you yeah, know they're yeah. tag teaming it okay i i think you're right this goes back to what you and i were talking about earlier like how far do we go with like saying that we find guys of the franchise attractive or whatever if you want to wear tyler cameron shirtless on your bod great tyler's a hot guy mm-hmm. i will not be wearing a photo of tyler cameron shirtless on my person <laughs> agree Agreed. Okay. So we have two emails that we want to hit before we wrap up, Lauren. Lauren, thank you for dedicating so much time to this today. Uh, really, oh, really thank appreciate you it. For having me. So our first email is from Cora. She said, this is a response to your feelings about Ben getting naked on the date. I think that at first it seems a little weird because we don't know how, how this is letting him, this is him letting his guard down. But when we learn about his eating disorder, I think it all came together and it made sense for me. He had the strength to bear it all and be proud of the body that he has. I don't Mm. think what he did on the date was weird. When you look at the big picture, totally agree. Now, Cora, Ben and I both apologize for not bringing up the bulimia conversation last week. We don't know how that slipped our mind. I do, you know, multiple recaps throughout the week on different platforms and I broached on everything else for some reason we slipped our mind here and that was a very important conversation to have super brave of him as we talked about earlier in in the show especially as a man talking about um, an eating disorder which is actually very common it's okay it's not very common but it's actually more common than you would think I did look up stats last week and there's over a million men in the country like per year that are suffering from an eating disorder um and yes i do think that body image and how where he is with it now does tie back to him stripping down on that date so it 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 may be a little bit a little bit out of the norm but i do think it makes way more sense now in context and we should have talked about that last week 
I, I'm so interested to know also how much like, like if Ben had shared that with the other guys, um, because we saw him tell it to Tasha in private. And I'm not saying he should have. I'm just interested to know because if they didn't know that, I would understand how the other guys would look at him stripping down and be like, kind of like, that's a little, you know, kind of like wearing a shirtless photo. But it's like, oh, that's a little self-indulgent, mm-hmm, bro. Like mm-hmm, you're just getting mm-hmm. naked. But then, yeah, when you look at it with that additional context from him and the sharing, like it probably was, I'm projecting my thoughts on him here, which I don't mean to, but I, I can't imagine that it, it was easy. It seemed like to him, it was a vulnerable moment to do that. So it became really powerful as you watch the whole narrative unfold. Totally. And like his body isn't something obviously that he's always been proud and confident and comfortable in. So he really was bearing himself there. All right. Our other email is from Joanna. And she said, I noticed during the season, during cocktail parties, after group dates, the guys have been dressing fairly casual while Tasha has been all dressed up very nicely. It's driving me nuts. Has anybody else noticed this? So I think my excuse for this and yeah I guess I'm excusing the guys is that Tasha gets to wear you know sleeveless strapless short dresses yes. it's you know it's freaking hot and a girl I can Chris about this yeah a girl can dress <laughs> the nines when it's hot but guys having to wear you know a long sleeve shirt and then mm-hmm. a suit on top of it with pants oh my gosh guys the heat that we felt down there was unlike anything I've ever experienced it's truly like being in a sauna it was 115 oh. degrees when I was there. So yeah, and Lauren, you have more to elaborate on this. I'm, uh, well, what Chris would tell me too, was that also like at night, there was no relief for them. Mm-hmm. Like there's not in California. Usually at night, there's no humidity and it like cools down a lot at yeah. night. He was like, no, in the desert, in the summer, it was still so hot at night. And yeah. What are the guys going to wear a tank top? Like they don't have a lot of options. Cause I asked him, I'm like, I feel like these guys are in white t-shirts every minute. Did they pack wrong? And you guys had to go and like get them some white t-shirts to wear. And he said, no, it was just, you know, usually you see the guys in the collared shirts. It was way too hot. And then obviously on TV, you can't wear t-shirts with like logos, you know, right? So they just all keep ending up in these like just basic white t-shirts so that they don't look too messy, but that they can actually function and not mess up. 100%. You guys, I wish you could have experienced the heat and, and how it felt, feels at night too, still. It like, it cools down a bit, but it's still pretty hard to breathe out there. Bless. We bless. We thank everyone for going out and filming this show on the surface of the sun and bringing it to us, the viewers. We thank them. We are so grateful for them for giving us some fresh content. And there's so many people (laughs) behind the scenes on this show. Like, thank you guys. You did an amazing job. And so many of them couldn't see their families, you know, quarantined down there for months. All right. Well, Lauren Zima. LZ, fantastic co-host. Thank you so much for joining me. It's been a pleasure. I love breaking it down with you. Um, You've got, you know, got great insight, girl. Ashley Iconetti, thank you for having me. We miss Ben Higgins. And um, I have just so appreciated this. What a treat. Um, If you guys don't uh, follow me, I am at Lauren Zima. And please check out Roses and Rosé, which is my Bachelor and Bachelorette recap review show on Entertainment Tonight's YouTube channel. Um, and Ashley, thank you so much. I'm so happy. All right. Now I want you to follow our lead. We make all of our guests sign off with us like this. It's a little bit harder to catch on since Ben's not here, but this is how we say our goodbyes. Thanks for joining us guys here on the Almost Famous Podcast. I've been Ashley. I've been Lauren Zima. There you go. Pretty good. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Bye, Lauren. Thank you. Bye. 
Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Childproofing people's homes is hard, but Duracell is making it just a bit simpler. Not only are they committed to educating parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of battery safety, they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Duracell even features child-secure packaging designed to avoid accidental opening. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely, available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com iHeart. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 